Hi, and welcome to Becoming Less, an Edmontonian journey to less waste, less impact, less consumption, and less clutter. Becoming Less is brought to you by Waste Free Edmonton, and together we're dedicated to waste reduction efforts, both big and small. I'm Biz. I'm Emily. And today we're going to talk about slowing down. Do you see what I did there? (laughs) I'm on to you. (laughs) (laughs) So... What do we mean by slowing down? This is my topic of choice. There's a, there's a few aspects that I was going for here. One is to take more time to make decisions, especially when it comes to buying things. Mm-hmm. Two, take time when it comes to your hobbies rather than, for example, mine, which is sewing. I enjoy doing hand sewing, which just is sort of like a slower process. And we'll get into more of that sort of example later. Right. And then there's a third one. And then also things like walking or biking instead of driving because it takes longer. So actually just physically doing things that take more time because of the process, right? Because of the process. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what is your take on this? So (laughs) this is definitely an interesting topic for me because I am totally one million percent a busybody, like a hundred percent. That's just kind of always been my, I don't know, like one of my flaws, I guess. I have a hard time saying no to things and I'm a very enthusiastic person. So I feel like I want to be involved in so many things. And so this is actually something that I personally kind of struggle with a little bit, but I also see the value in slowing down and I really see the value in like, I think that this kind of goes hand in hand and like, you know, slowing down, reducing, living simply, being present, being content, like kind of all of those things move hand in hand. And so it is something I guess that I'm working on, but I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that I'm like a master at this because I'm definitely not. <laughs> but yeah, I think that it's a really a really great topic and something really awesome to reflect on. Like now that we're in the new year, yeah, maybe we can get started by you talking a little bit more about like your hobby. I specifically kind of want to dive into this because it's interesting to me your perspective on this because I'm like go go go. I have like. Like, for example, I have a list of projects that I'm like, I want to get them done as quickly and painlessly as possible. Like, even just that mentality, I'm kind of starting to realize, like, if that's how your project list is, and like, these are like the quote unquote, like things that you want to do, or like the things that you find enjoyable, like, why are you muscling through them? Right? Like, really, (laughs) why, why am I muscling through this? Why am I not like taking the time to enjoy it? So maybe you can tell us a little bit more about like, your opinion on that and sewing. Have you have you stopped enjoying the process is I think part of the Mm -hmm. thing to think about here. Yeah. So sewing is an example for me for a process that you can literally purposely do slower. I have a sewing machine. I have eight sewing machines, actually. (laughs) That's besides the point. (laughs) Besides the point. I still enjoy hand sewing. Usually my hand sewing projects are my fun projects. They are the ones that I am doing strictly to enjoy the process because it's not. It is definitely not about getting it done Mm -hmm. ASAP. It is not. Because if I wanted it done ASAP, I would use one of my machines. And I find that when you're done, a slow project, something that's taken a long time or something that just naturally takes a long time to do, 
you feel more accomplished at the end. And so that whatever you've created right. is precious. And it is 100% you. You can't even like blame <laughs> the machine for whatever yeah. it did <laughs> or didn't well, do. Mm-hmm. Another example of doing something that's going to take longer and something that I think people really should do more is write okay. letters. Now, I know that technically in, in respect to this podcast, hand sewing is definitely going to go through a lot mm-hmm. less materials. So in that way, it is waste reduction, whereas writing a letter, you are using paper. But you could use used paper and write on the back of something, but it's so much more personal. Oh, totally. Or compost your paper. And compost <laughs> what's, your paper what's when you're your done. idea with writing a letter? Like, what, what does that... Well, when you get an email, how often do you care? <laughs> how often you're like, yeah, I, I mean, email. I get a lot of emails. <laughs> I spend a lot of time on my computer. <laughs> right? That's just like the nature of my work right now is that I like am on my computer and do a lot of digital communication. And so actually, this past Christmas, one of the things that I did was I did send out like handwritten Christmas cards to people or like like I did send letters out to people because first of all, I had the time. And second of all, that was something that I had kind of wanted to do. And like, I'd always wanted to do it. And yeah, you're right. Getting something in the mail is bomb. Like, it's the best feeling ever. It really is. You actually feel like mm. whoever did that really cares because they went out of yeah. their way and to even, do that for you. Even for me, like with my Christmas yeah. cards, I did get a friend to like make Christmas cards out of uh, like material that she was going to recycle so i had like those christmas cards that i repurposed i to be honest i repurpose cards all the time like i do this with wrapping paper i do this with like ribbon i do this with cards it is really i think it's actually easier than you would think i guess kind of to do low waste letters and and cards and things like that and yeah it was kind of fun and like I got to be creative yeah that was kind of activity that yeah I enjoyed the process I enjoyed doing it and it was like I got so many messages from people being like thank you so much for the Christmas card or you know like thanks for sending me a letter or whatever so yeah I really like that idea Mm -hmm. um And as someone, so I just had a friend who I recently could only correspond with them through letter. Yeah, essentially, like I could only correspond with them through letter. And I actually thought that that was really fun. Like I really, really enjoyed that. And I thought it was kind of interesting because it's just such a different type of communication that we don't really utilize in today's day and age. Yeah. So I would totally recommend pen pals <laughs> for people and like get creative and yeah. make like fun cards. And I don't know, it's it can be really fun. There's one friend of mine that we have, mm-hmm. well, we haven't done it in a while, but for a long time, we had a single journal and we would send mm-hmm. it back and forth between each other and write in the journal and then send it back. And then they would write in the journal and send it back. And then I would right. write in the journal and send it back to her. And so this journal was like this, it's like almost a scrapbook because we'd like take mm-hmm. things, pictures and like little things inside of it. It was like this little scrapbook by the end of like how we corresponded with each other and, and fun events that we wanted to highlight in our lives. It was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Yeah. So like that not only forces you to slow down because like, 
I don't know about you, but I can type heck of a lot faster than I can write anything um, these days. And so, yeah, it kind of forced me to slow down and like actually think about what I wanted to say to someone, um, what would be meaningful. Like when I was doing cards, like it also caused me to kind of like reflect on the previous year. And obviously 2020 was like a bit rough for some people, but um, it really caused me to like reflect and look back at like some of the really positive and awesome moments maybe that I had with those people if I had if I had the opportunity to see them over the year or like talk about things that maybe I like hope to do with them in the future or like it was just a nice reflection kind of period as well so that was really good to do Mm -hmm. and so a lot of these things that we're mentioning right now are very Mm -hmm. much a mentality thing and and good for 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 relaxing and mental stress and that sort of thing but they can also have a huge impact in your sustainability for example slowing down taking longer Mm -hmm. to get places because you're walking or biking you just you're not rushed because you're taking that extra time to get to wherever mm-hmm. it is you're trying to get to and you're not creating yeah. emissions along yeah definitely the way. like I guess even when you kind of mentioning that since kind of COVID happened I have been working from home so I haven't been commuting to work um, and to be completely honest I really miss my bike commute because <laughs> I I was I don't know I bike commuted like all year round and it was about like I had a pretty pretty cushy bike commute. I'll say it was only about 25 minutes. But honestly, that was some days like that was kind of the highlight of my day because I got to spend that time outside. I'm someone who really loves the outdoors and like I love exercising and and doing that kind of stuff outside. And it just kind of allowed me to like disconnect almost like when you're biking, you can't look at your phone and you're like completely disconnected and you're only doing that one thing. So yeah, like even reflecting on that, I do really miss biking everywhere. I miss my bike commute too. (laughs) Yeah, like I do love walking places. I try to go for a walk every day. Even for me, I've kind of recently tried to put my phone away, not even listen. Like sometimes I'll listen to a podcast, but it kind of depends on my mood. Like sometimes I'll be like, no, I just will go out and disconnect. And I think like I I do try to kind of like walk to places instead of driving my car or something like that, but just trying to use it and like slow down and take time, I guess, for myself. (laughs) Because obviously like that mind mentality, I think is really powerful in a lot of different ways. And so when it comes to slowing down, we can apply this to consumption as well. And Mm -hmm. I think that it's really important to take a step back from purchasing. I really recommend that smaller purchases take like a day or two to just let that sink in and don't feel rushed to just buy something because you see it that second. Larger purchases push back even further to like 30 days. Yeah. (laughs) I have this like general Mm -hmm. rule that if it's more than if it's more than a hundred dollars and it's not like groceries or something that's absolutely necessary, I generally will hold off for 30 days because if I can live without it for 30 days, you can probably I can make a better assessment of whether or not I actually need it or not. Yeah. I feel like I've done this to be honest so many times. Like I feel like uh, I I looked back last year and I was thinking about that, you know, this item that I wanted that I was like, I feel like I really need this or it was something that I had seen, you know, then like a week or two passed. And I'm like, I don't even remember what that was. (laughs) Like, I literally can't even remember what I like thought that I needed so badly. How many times do those things just end up dropping off our list? 
Oh, I do totally. that with to-dos as well. I have, if I have a to-do list, I make sure that there's no more than 10 items on there Oof. that don't have like a specific, de- <laughs> like if, I mean, you can make subtasks, I am right? so the opposite. I have like literally a to-do list that like there has been things, COVID has helped with that, I this I will say, but like I have to-do lists that like there's been things on my to-do list for years, which I would not recommend to anyone. <laughs> That's just my own mentality. I mean, things can but, fall off and they can get back on the to-do list, but mm-hmm. I try to like just limit my to-do list. I refresh the to-do list every time Ooh. I make it. Yeah. And I just put 10 items on there. And mm-hmm. then if I get through the 10 items, bonus. But like, I yeah. never reach that. But yeah. I don't have all these things that have been floating on that list for months and months and months and stressing mm-hmm. me out because they're still not done. They're obviously too low of a priority to yeah, really that it's not need important. to get done. Right. So whenever I have a to-do list, it starts from scratch and I limit it to 10 items. Mm-hmm. And then I prioritize. And if they yeah. fall off the end of the list, they fall off the end of the list. Yeah. C'est la vie, right? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. You can't you do even... everything, so you need to prioritize. Yeah. I do kind of want to dive a little bit more into the idea of like waiting on purchases and like this consumption. Specifically, I feel like I, to be honest, I'm kind of the queen, I would say, about researching items. I am very particular, I would say, about the items that I do buy. And I think the more that I learn about different companies and organizations and, you know, waste and just consumerism in general, this kind of like feeds feeds this even more and more. Um, And so I am totally someone who like, I am pretty particular about certain things and I will research the crap out of something before I purchase it. And honestly, I would totally recommend it. Like, for example, like I know I've talked about like outdoor gear and, and this kind of stuff before. So I'll let you all in a little tidbit. My favorite place to get outdoor gear is like used gear. And so the reason for that is because for some reason, you know, marketing or, you know, you get this idea that maybe you might want to go on an adventure. And for some reason in like the outdoor and camping industry, there's this idea that you need all of this like super expensive and fancy gear in order to do that. And so people will go out and spend a ridiculous amount of money. Um, Like I can think of skiing and snowboarding as a primary example Like you're like, I'm going to try to learn how to ski this year. And you go and you buy like $2,000 worth of new gear and like a brand new Arc'teryx jacket and blah, blah, blah. And um, I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret. Those people are the people that, you know, they go skiing like three times or something. And then they're like, oh, like not for me. And then they go on Kijiji and sell their very lightly used gear to people like me who uh, basically, yeah, research the crap out of things, wait. If there's something specific that I'm looking for, like, for example, this winter, um, I wanted to get into ski touring. And so um, that's like a specific type of skis. And I combed Kijiji and Facebook looking for this for probably like six weeks. I think I turned on Kijiji alerts. I checked every morning (laughs) and yeah, I ended up finding like a really rad pair of skis for like literally a third of the price that I would have paid for even any like used gear anywhere else because this stuff was like 
yeah, it was it was perfect for what I was looking for. But yeah, I like combed and researched and I watched so many YouTube videos. Yeah, I did so much work to figure out what I wanted and what I needed before I bought used gear. <laughs> because to be honest, I feel like there's so much stuff floating around that even if you're particular like me about what you're looking for, you'll be able to find that used. Yeah, I will say that I tend to jump a little faster on things from Kijiji, partly mm. because who knows how long it's going to be Because you don't want there. it to be gone. Yeah. And partly yeah, because I don't feel the guilt about buying it when if I don't end up using it, it can just go back on Kijiji, right? It's mm. not like I've created a need to be to refill that empty spot. Mm -hmm. So sometimes Kijiji is a good way to buy something that you want to kind of dip your toes into before mm -hmm. you go full in too. Yeah, so. I would definitely recommend like don't be that person that's like, oh, I'm going to try to learn how to rollerblade and just go out and spend like $400 on rollerblades. Like don't do that. Like you don't need to do that. I have had friends who are like, oh, like I want to go on a backpacking trip. So I have to buy, you know, a brand new something. And you're like, you actually don't need to do that. Like, first of all, one benefit to like doing research and slowing down and taking a second is that if you are looking for something specific, but you're new to it, like a great way to start is to borrow someone else's and like try that out for a little bit or read some reviews or or I guess kind of just like maybe back off a little bit before you, you know, put your full investment into something that you're like not 100% sure about or you don't really know what you're looking for, that would definitely be my recommendation at least is to just like pump the brakes, like do your research. Because really, if you do find something, I don't know, I think about clothes, for example. If you are walking by a store and you see a t-shirt that you like and you buy it, but like you don't really know anything about it or you don't know what it's made of, like, yeah, that t-shirt, you know, might last you, like who knows. But if you are like at home and you're like, hey, I need a t-shirt, like this is something to complement my wardrobe. I'm going to wear it a lot. This is going to, you know, bring me a lot of function and value long term. Then maybe, you know, think about what kind of company you want to support or whether you'll be able to find that in a thrift store and like maybe do some some thrifting. I personally like thrifting. So it's like a little bit of a like hobby or like pleasure activity, I guess, for me. And I know it's not for everybody, but I think, yeah, really trying to slow down and like do your research, look into things, just try and make conscious consumer decisions because every time you pull out your wallet, you really are making a decision and you're supporting a market based on what you're buying. So that seems like a lot of pressure, I guess, but just be aware that, you know, that is the reality. And and if you buy something that's good quality that you love, like you're going to use that and it's going to function really great for you for a really long time. And yeah, then you're not going to have to go out and buy another t-shirt next year that's the exact same that so is of quality or whatever <laughs> if you yeah. think you need to buy something don't get it immediately and take the time to think about it slow down do your mm -hmm. research you will probably buy a lot less things total and what you do buy will be better quality and more suited to what you actually want yeah bingo bingo you hit the nail on the head, Biz. There we go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So on the topic of slowing down, more on, on the mental side of things, mm -hmm. I also highly encourage everyone to meditate, even just for five minutes a day. Mm -hmm. 
That is the ultimate slowing down because you are literally doing nothing. <laughs> literally, you are literally nothing. focusing on trying not to think about anything for five minutes, and five mm. minutes is not that much time. Yeah, everybody's got five minutes. Anyone can take five minutes out of their day to just sit quietly and go inside themselves and just try to relax. And I don't want to say think about nothing. I mean, I do kind of, I guess that's what meditation is, but it's like, don't beat yourself up if you think about things because that's just part of the process. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the, yeah, it's interesting that you say this because um, so I'm someone who I practice a lot of yoga, which is, you know, some people will say that yoga is like moving meditation or whatever. Um, meditation is something that I struggle with. Like, I guess it's something that obviously I find a little bit more difficult. The more that I've like developed my yoga practice, the better that this has or the easier, I guess I should say, it has come to me. But yeah, it's still definitely something that is a challenge. And I don't think that meditation is something that is like easy for everyone right at the beginning. Like, well, okay. <laughs> I, I think the except for maybe biz, was it easy for you? <laughs> Well, that's the thing is when you say, is it easy for me? Like, do I get through a meditation session without ever having a thought pop in my head? Of course I don't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> of course I Sorry, don't. Sorry, I, sh I shouldn't use the word easy, but like maybe like more, I don't know, more attainable or like, I, I don't know. It's the journey, right? Like it's not, right. it's the journey. It's the process. It's always going to be a practice. You're always going to be moving towards something it's a practice of mindfulness. And mm -hmm. part of that is to notice what you're thinking about, mm -hmm. right? You know what I do is sometimes I, I will usually have like a journal or a piece of paper beside me because if there is a thought that's plaguing me that I cannot because I'm like, if I don't remember to do that, if I don't remember to do that, if I don't remember to do that, I'm just like, hey, I need to write it down so I can let it go because it will be there when I'm done. Right. Because yeah, there are exactly. times when you can't escape those thoughts. But to be aware that they are consuming you is also really good for you. Mm -hmm. I, I do highly recommend slowing down enough to just give yourself a few minutes of rest for your mind. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it doesn't cost you anything. It doesn't take any equipment. You need literally need nothing for this. Yeah. And if you need like a little bit of help or like something to help kind of like guide you or you're just starting out, like honestly, use YouTube. Like it is an excellent free resource. I've learned so much from YouTube on so many different things. Yeah. I would totally recommend kind of like using that yeah, to help you start if, out. If meditation without any sort of guide or anything stresses you out, like it, it kind of sounds like it stresses Emily out. <laughs> Yeah, to be honest, I would never like I'm just not I, I I personally yoga is my thing. Yeah, I do I guess kind of meditation usually like after my yoga practice um cuz I feel like actually mu moving helps like get some of the thoughts out of my head. And for those those people who do practice yoga, they probably don't even realize that savasana is a small little meditation session right at the end of your yoga. Yeah, it's like it's you your literally do it every time you do to, yoga and you don't even know yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the best it's my favorite pose. <laughs> but yeah, that it kind of like helps you just like soak in, right? All of everything that you just did on the mat and then also like to help really clear your mind and like give yourself the time and space to be whatever you need to be at that moment. But yeah, so that, I mean, that's something I practice a lot of yoga. I am totally a busybody. I have totally been that person who's like, oh my God, I have like two minutes that I like need to get something done in or or, or whatever. But um, I'm definitely working on like 
dialing that back and being more present and being more mindful. And yeah, I guess kind of just like showing up a little bit more in the present. And this is an mm-hmm. ongoing practice for me. I will say I am a busy person and I that is my natural state as well. And I but I enjoy it. Like I don't if I get to the point where I'm I'm stressing out about two minutes, that's when I know I need to meditate more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's my sign. I'm like, okay, I need to take a step back from this and slow down a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Another thing that you could do if you want to kind of slow down with the consumption is shop your house, like shop your closet for clothes, shop your garage for activities to do, because so many of us have things that we have purchased in the past and haven't used for a long time. Mm-hmm. We can kind of take a step back and look at what we already have before we start going out and getting more. Yeah. One of my favorite things to do is to like, well, I enjoy like cooking and baking and that kind of stuff, I guess kind of working with food. And so one of the one of my favorite things to do is like it reduces my waste and a few other things, but is to yeah shop my fridge and shop my pantry and like actually figure out exactly what I have and then like go through and make a list of like what I could make or like what I can do and it helps me reduce my food waste and it also just like I enjoy cooking like it's it's a hobby that I do I like being creative in the kitchen um and so yeah when I'm kind of cooking or making something like I kind of use that process and give myself the time and space to, yeah, not worry about two minutes on the clock or whatever. I often get lost in cooking and baking. So, oh, you find flow. Yeah. Well, and I'm someone who like, like, I'm not going to lie. I wear a watch. I'm like very conscious of time usually, mostly because I do have quite a full schedule usually. Yeah. Like I've always kind of worked a job where time is of the essence, I guess. So I do find that like in certain activities, I will kind of like get lost in time, which is a little bit unusual for me. So like I really identify with that and and use my hobbies, I guess, kind of to that to that end. Do you have focus time when you do activities where you put your phone away and just try to focus on one specific task at a time no distractions yeah to be honest i am not someone who is on my phone very often like oh i know (laughs) yeah (laughs) i i'm not very connected to my phone i will say like for work between my work hours i'm like very attached to my email i'm kind of like required to you know if someone calls me like i i will pick it up i'm not very good at texting because like that's not really within my work requirements to text people but like my email and and that kind of stuff i'm like pretty connected during like my hours of work but then i really do try to disconnect um and like not check my email, not have things open just because that's just my personality. But that is something that I have definitely gotten better at this year is putting my phone like there have been times where I'm like, oh, God, I haven't even looked at my phone for like two hours. I don't even know where it is. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I lose my phone all the time. I'm like the queen of losing my phone. But it took like (laughs) intentional practice to set it aside for when I was doing things so that Mm. I wasn't distracted by it. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, if I'm not at work, well, and actually this is kind of a joke because growing up, this was always a thing like with my mom, like she had her cell phone and we would always kind of make a joke in the family. Like we would call my mom and she would never pick up because she never had her cell phone on ring and she like never knew where her cell phone was. And so you'd call mom and she wouldn't pick up and then you'd be like, I'll just call dad. Like I should have called him in the first place. And (laughs) I have totally become that person where like I'll have friends who are like, we're trying to make plans or something. This is pre-COVID. And they'll like call me. And of course, I won't pick up because I don't, my phone is like in another room or somewhere or I left it at home or I don't know. And so then they'll just call my partner because like they know he'll pick up. (laughs) So I'm like, hmm, this is a, this is a trend. (laughs) Clearly (laughs) that uh, like obviously, yeah, obviously I like, prioritize similar things to my mother and my cell phone is not one of them so but I'm I'm kind of okay with that <laughs> but right. yeah I, th- I think that we definitely yeah need to slow down a little bit more and obviously disconnect from process. our technology a little bit yes yeah. definitely okay wine cheese and dessert yes okay so what is your wine cheese and dessert this week Biz? okay so today was my first day at university for the third time. <laughs> yeah, because Biz is going back to school. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So Yeah, uh, we love going back to school. We're big, well, at least I am. I'm a big fan of education. <laughs> I do love learning, and I basically spent a good portion of 2020 doing online courses, and I mm-hmm. decided that uh, if this was how I was going to spend my time, I might as well do it for real. Yeah. And do it. So mm-hmm. today was day one, and my classes this semester are psychology, sociology, and sustainability. Mm-hmm. And but my my wine is that <laughs> that I, you're back in university. <laughs> no, <Just kidding. laughs> no, 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 not at all. My wine is that I made sure that all of my classes were on the same day, so that I could impact my work schedule as little as possible Mm -hmm. so i've rearranged my work schedule just to find out that they're self-directed and i could do them at any time (laughs) yeah welcome to university during covid yeah and and Mm -hmm. i love it this is how i would prefer to do it this is how i've been doing courses online all year that were just online access right yeah. So I'm happy about that. And you're taking three courses. I just wish I had known that ahead of time because I probably would have had a wider range of courses available to me to pick from mm, rather yeah. than just specifically picking the ones that were on that day so that mm. I could squish it all into one place and not interrupt yeah. my schedule. And I find out that I didn't have to do that at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to COVID learning. <laughs> Yeah, it's all asynchronous, recorded lectures. I don't know. And maybe that's some people's preference. I personally, it's not my thing, but that is a bit of a bummer that you had to move your schedule around. It could have been easier than you made it for yourself, I guess. So my cheese is, if my mind wanders during class, think of me as part of a distance learning program. (laughs) You are part of a distance learning program. Yeah, it's just the normal now. <laughs> oh, okay. seriously. Yeah. And okay, and what's your dessert? My dessert is that I'm in school. <laughs> yeah, that's super exciting. My sustainability course is basically just like fun challenges the entire time. Things mm-hmm. like pick something that you can live without for three days and then reflect on the experience. 
or yeah. watch a film that has to do with climate change and talk about the imagery and themes in the movie so i'm gonna watch wally <laughs> i was gonna say so you're like this is right up your alley you're like is, oh my goodness i would have done all of this anyways that this exactly. is so exciting and i will probably share those some of those. the most fun university courses <laughs> yeah i will probably share some of those challenges on here and and you guys can all try them along with me and tell me what you do and oh how yeah you let's liked do it. it yeah honestly Honestly, I feel so, I guess, kind of with my experience, I'm like, yeah, sometimes I kind of forget about how, like, fun sustainability can be and just, like, learning about the environment. I mean, that's why I love environmental education. But, yeah, anyways, I am very much looking forward to those. All right. right. Well, now I want to whine. (laughs) Okay. So I think I've kind of mentioned this before, but, you know, we're talking about, like, simplifying your life and and all of that stuff in this episode. And my wine is that my apartment is very cluttered <laughs> and I'm feeling very, I guess, very cluttered. And I'm not someone who, I guess, has a lot of clutter, but I'm kind of in this awkward spot where we were in a two-bedroom apartment and then like you know, we were planning on buying a house. So we moved into like a smaller apartment because it was just going to be temporary. And now we're kind of just in this like awkward middle ground before me and my partner purchase house. We just haven't found the right one yet. So basically the long story um, made short is that we have like lots of things which I know that I'm going to need or going to want to have available to me when I have a house um, that's bigger than a one-bedroom apartment, but I feel like our one-bedroom apartment is very full. (laughs) Anyways, so that's just been my wine because it's driving me a little bit crazy right now, and I'm literally just looking around my apartment, looking at all of the clutter that I have going on. Yeah, hopefully that will My be husband did a big soon. purge today. He just like piled a bunch of stuff and was like, this is all in Kijiji now. <laughs> <laughs> well, and honestly, I would, that's, that's the thing is that normally, like if I knew that this was going to be a long-term solution, I would like organize things better or yeah, like get rid of a few things or put things on Kijiji. But I know that it's temporary and it's kind of just been this like elongated temporary situation. Yeah, anyways, it's driving me crazy, but hopefully soon it will be rectified. But yeah, so that's my wine. Funny story to the listeners that uh, on Kij- you actually bought something for my husband unbeknownst to you. Oh, Kijiji yes. Okay. This, this is funny. This was like back uh, months ago. And yeah, this like goes back to me like loving Kijiji and doing a ton of research on things. Because yeah, during, uh, you know, during the midst of the pandemic, like a lot of things were closed. And I had kind of been starting up a new workout routine. And I had been doing this at home. And I just found that like, I was really limited because I only had like, I don't know, like one one or two sets of weights at the time. I was like going through this program and I wanted heavier weights and lighter weights and blah, blah, blah. Anyways, so of course I researched the crap out of what I wanted and I was like, oh, I want these adjustable dumbbells so that I can use them for like a whole bunch of different things, blah, blah, blah. They're really hard to find because everyone had been purchasing like home workout equipment. And so this again was one of those things that I scoured Kijiji for, like would check daily. I knew exactly which ones I was looking for. 
I was looking for adjustable dumbbells. And then like one day they came up, they're reasonably priced. I was like, perfect, great. Message this guy like that night met up with him. Perfect. And then I think it was like maybe the next week or something. And then I came over and, and I you was like, hey, over. Adam just <laughs> sold his his weights that were just yeah, like that. And you were like, just I sold just sold those. bought those off Kajiji. <laughs> From a guy named Adam, who was your partner. <laughs> Anyways, so it was this like kind of hilarious like roundabout way. But yeah, essentially I bought Biz and Adam's weights from them. Anyways. Absolutely hilarious. Okay, what's your cheese and dessert? <laughs> okay, so my my cheese is is that like thinking about all this clutter in my apartment and yeah, Biz has been to my apartment. Like we do record separately now because of COVID, but like I'm not a very cluttered person. I would say that I'm quite neat. But one of the funniest things, there is kind of this infamous story about a husband and his wife and he is like oh my goodness, you need to check this out. You absolutely need to check this out. There's this amazing thing in our home that like if you put something on the coffee table, it just like disappears. Like it just, <laughs> it like, I don't I don't know how to explain it. It's like I put something on the coffee table and then like the next day, it's just like it puts itself away. Like it, it's like this amazing thing. He's like, I've been testing this out for like weeks. Like I'll put like a pair of socks on it and the next day they'll be in my drawer or like I'll put a water glass and the next day it'll be like washed and put in the in the cupboard. And he's like explaining this to his wife and she's like, you you've got to be kidding me, right? Like, is this a bad joke? Like you think that this is magic? <laughs> you think that this just happens on its own? Um, Because obviously like it's her who's been, you know, taking that item off the coffee table and like, putting it away. I have come across that story somewhere before, but. But yeah, it's just as good. <laughs> so anyway, so I would say probably in our house, Adam is the magic coffee table. Yes. OK. And see, I'm I would say I'm the magic coffee table. I'm like definitely especially now that I work from home. So I like have to stare at clutter <laughs> all day. I'm very proactive. Like I'm not I if if something if there's a water glass left out, like, yeah, I put it in the sink. Like, I mean, there was also kind of a joke going on during the beginning of COVID when like couples had to start working together and they'd be like, yeah, I don't know who this coworker Karen is who just keeps on leaving water glasses around the house or like, you know, it was obviously like there was all of these things that both of them kind of were like frustrated about and then they just started blaming it on their like infamous coworker Karen who didn't actually exist, but like worked from home with them. <laughs> it does drive me a little bit crazy at work when I see dishes in the sink. I'm like, yeah, you, can't, when... <laughs> you can't just leave them for tomorrow. This is not your house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And see, and then when you live and work from your home, yeah, you like <laughs> that just piles up. <laughs> anyway, so that's kind of my joke is the magic coffee table and like clutter. And I just thought that that's kind of funny. We could all use a magic coffee table. We could all use a magic coffee table. Yes, for sure. And my dessert is, okay, I'm so excited about this. I'm probably unreasonably excited about this. But I just found out that Classico pasta sauce, I don't know if you've ever heard of that brand, but it's like Mm -hmm. a very common brand that you can find in the grocery store. Their jars are actually mason jars. So, yeah, they can be reused. They have a standard size lid. Oh, yeah, you can put regular mason jar lids on those. Yeah, 
I had no idea. I just found out. I'm so excited (laughs) about it. You just have to buy the new lids. Yeah, I know. I just found out. Anyways, so so this, to be honest, is like kind of incredible to me because I have bought this pasta sauce before and I had a handful of these jars um, and I didn't realize that they were like actual mason jars that you could like can things in. Yeah, don't anyway, they, so I'm just have, like, super excited about this. Don't they have the... The they say Atlas on- Mason on them, yeah, but I had just like never off. really put two and two together. Like I just assumed that they were like any other jar and I was like, oh, it must just be like branding or something. Anyways, but I looked into this more and they are like certified <laughs> so, mason like- jars. You can can with them. You can pressure cook with them. Like this is this is a big deal. Like this is awesome. Yeah. Anyway, so I just found this out. I find it humorous that I knew that and you're the one who <laughs> likes canning. Yeah, honestly, I had no idea. And I think this kind of spurred, I don't know why I'm so late to the party, to be honest. Like, it's a little embarrassing. But because there was a canning jar shortage this year because of COVID and, like, everybody was at home and everybody, like, took up canning. And so I guess this kind of, like, came out, you know, you could buy mason jars or you can just, like, buy pasta sauce and, like, use the pasta sauce and then use the jars. Anyway, so I just found this out and I'm super excited about it. And... Not that I buy a lot of pasta sauce, but I can tell you that I'm only going to buy Classico now <laughs> because I do like I, I love that idea of like buying a product, especially in a glass jar, because I know that glass isn't like recycled um, like completely effectively in Alberta or Canada um, where my glass recycling would go. So I'm super into the idea of having like reusable jars and I use mason jars all the time. Like I use them for canning, but then I also use them for storage and like freezing things. And I don't know, mason jars are just like pretty awesome. And the fact that, you know, you could get a product in it and then continually use that jar like repeatedly is awesome to me because if you buy a jar of pickles at the store, like you can't reuse that jar in the same sense that you'd be able to use a mason jar just because it's not safe to use it in the same manner. So I'm very excited. I mean, I, <laughs> very, I will say that many, many times I have brought some soy milk to work for my work coffee in a salsa mm-hmm. jar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which totally, like, I when I say not safe to use, I mean, like, yeah, you, like, putting it in the freezer or, like, you know, there's just certain things But jars that, are like, great work for transporting well. liquids if you don't want them to leak. Yes, if you have, like, a good lid on them. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so, you know, just, like, I think about, like, the heating cooling thing or, or whatever. So I'm just very excited about mason jars and the classico pasta sauce yeah i can't wait i'm gonna put it all over our social media like (laughs) i'm very excited about free plugs for classico (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) seriously i'm very excited i never knew i could be so passionate about classico pasta sauce to be honest (laughs) yeah so that's my dessert obviously like everybody knows that i love to reuse things so i'm pretty sure someone had given me baileys for christmas in like one of those jars and i had like thrown it in the recycling like a total dum-dum and like yeah i pulled that baby out gonna use that as a mason jar very excited (laughs) anyways i know that's a little bit much for them for (laughs) i love how excited you are for what it is this is great yeah, I'm very excited. Anyways, so um, yeah, basically that's our that's our episode for today. Ending it on uh, yeah, go and get your Classico mason jars. 
But yeah, so anyways, thank you guys all so much for listening, especially about my rant about the mason jars. We <laughs> honestly would love to hear your feedback. If you have any more like great hacks, like like the mason jars and the Clasco sauce or, you know, things like that, how you slow down, topics you would like to dig into, anything, please send us an email at becominglesspod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you to Change Toothpaste to sponsor this podcast and make it free for us to do because Emily and I are volunteers, but podcasting is not free. I encourage Mm -hmm. everybody to follow us on Instagram at becominglesspod. And to go to becominglesspod.podbean.com for all the ways to connect and listen and to donate to reduce waste in our beautiful city of Edmonton, Alberta. Excellent. Okay, well, we really hope to have you guys back next time. Every day we can be a little less than we were yesterday. You steer the ship, Biz. I'm just a passenger. (laughs) (laughs) 